Let me tell you something, dude. One place I'm not banned is Butts and Seeds Podcast, brother. My main man, Frank Harris, and Josh the Thunder from Down Under Armour review WCW Podcast, man, and they're from the 90s. Black Blood's music, it's fucking hilarious. He looks like the combination of Kane and the members of Doom, and his music yeah. sounds like a breaker from Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> <laughs> There's also interviews and special episodes, man, and you can get it for free, brother, on iTunes and Stitcher. What you gonna do when butts and seats run wild on you, man? Celebrity voice impersonated. Hey, MSR. Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, do you like geeky things? I love geeky things, Chucky Larry. How much do you love geeky things? I would say at least a seven. A seven? That's yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Do you know where you can get geeky things? Um, I mean, I, I have a few places on the internet I go to. Um, well, the one place you want to go on the internet is geeksoftheindustry.com. Because it's got geeks at the beginning. Oh, that, that that's a good point. Geeksoftheindustry.com? You say, what is that? what is that about? What is that? Well, you know, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got cartoons, movies, music video games, wrestling, you know, anything that's geeky that you're into, you'll probably be able to find at geeksoftheindustry.com. I can watch all of those things? No, 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 it's a podcast website. You listen to things. Oh! Ooh, podcasting. You can download them from the website, or you can, you know, subscribe to one of the shows on Stitcher or iTunes. What was that website again? That's geeksoftheindustry.com, my good friend. I'm going to go right now. Yeah, sorry, my brother. You've got to get your own. It starts with the lights on Friday night. But we're back on Saturday, watching, cheering. And by Sunday, we're whipped into a full-on frenzy. Because this is Texas. And down here, we live for football. Thousands of kids on hundreds of teams dreaming of that one moment they'll relive the rest of their lives. The catch, the kick, the touchdown. Because this is Texas. And in Texas, we live for football. Staubach, Wilson, Campbell. Names you know, names you don't know. But for one play, their names as big as Texas. Get ready, ready to play. Because this is Texas. This is Houston. We live for football. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, welcome. We're finally back doing another one of Throat Punch Sports. I'm Donald Smith, and in studio with me is my girlfriend, Danny. And uh, I haven't been able to do one of these in a while. This, that, and whole kit and caboodle's been happening in my life. Nothing bad, just doing a lot of shit, whether I'm doing stuff with my sister, my brother, or with this fine young lady. So, pretty much, what do we have really to get into, um... I'm I'm gonna be doing one of these next week, so I'm gonna get into half of the stuff that I want to get into this week. So if there's some stories you're like, well, wait a minute, Donald, you're not talking about this. You're not talking about that. There's a reason why I'm gonna. I can't wait. I'll be able to record next Tuesday, and with special, I'll have a guest host with me, uh, James. Yes, he's coming back. He'll be, uh, but uh, guest co-hosting with me. But we'll get into that before the uh, show ends. Today we're gonna talk about. Today we're going to pretty much talk about the Olympics, uh, a little bit of the Olympics, 
Uh, MLB, the MLB season with the Cubs clinching, I believe other teams cl- about to clinch, about ready to end, and some of the stats that the Cubs have been able to do. The 2016 Big Ten football season kicked off. Uh, we had a UFC event happen. Uh, a boxing fight that I got to catch um, not too long ago. And our main topic, uh, road to the to super the road to the Super Bowl. My predictions for the NFL season and a catch up on what's been happening so far. So as I said, we will start off with the Olympics. 2016 Olympics held in Rio de Janeiro. There's a lot of controversy going in and leaving. Well, you had, you know, Russia, you know, should they have been in this? Well, they ended up, of course, they were able to um, get in it. We had shit happening afterwards with Ryan Locks, for those who don't know, an Olympic swimmer for the U.S. team who is wanted now, I believe, in Brazil for fabricating a story about having saying that he was robbed at gunpoint when all reality, no, he wasn't. And he may have been doing stuff at the time when that was happening. So I guess right now, I guess Ryan Locked is wanted in Brazil. I need to read up more on that. Um, it's not much has really come out about that. And uh, really, we pretty much, as usual, the men's, it was the Olympics. Yes, it's a free-for-all, but usually U.S. does good in their sports. They did good in swimming. Volleyball, and of course, as you know, the men's and women's team kicked ass in basketball. So we'll do 1 through 10. And what's cool is I'm reading from this website. It was projected this year that the top two winners for this Olympics would be USA and China. And US, the USA and China, they are in the top five, but not in the one of them is not in the order that they were supposed to be because of Great Britain. So we'll get into that. So ranked number one in the 2016 Olympics. We have USA with 46 gold medals, 37 silver medals, 38 bronze for a total of 121 medals. In second, Great Britain, who a lot of people thought this would be China's spot, but nope. Great Britain overcame a lot. Got 27 gold, 23 silver, 17 bronze, altogether for 60, um, 67 medals. China, they had 26 gold, 18 silver. And 26 bronze, and they had 70, but I guess for some reason, I guess somehow, don't ask me why, but I guess Great Britain is number two. I don't know how that works, since I am reading this right, it does say 67. And fourth is Russia with 19 gold, 18 silver, 19 bronze, for a total of 56 medals. There's a lot of people saying that they shouldn't have been there. For those who don't know, the um, Russian, the last Winter Olympics, there was some cheating with the draw, um, there was a drug scandal, um, screwing with contaminated um, urine samples, and pretty much they found out Russia was lying. A lot of the Russian people in, for Team Russia was cheating, so the fact that they were able to get in and they get number four, that pissed a lot of people off. And number five is Germany with 17 gold, 10 silver, and 15 bronze for a total of 42 gold medal or 42, excuse me, 42 medals. And six of Japan with 12 gold medals, eight silver medals, 21 bronze, and 41 altogether. Number seven is France with 10 gold, 18 silver, 14 bronze for a total of 42. South Korea is in eighth with nine, three, nine for a total of 21. Italy is in ninth with eight, 12, eight for a total of 28. And in the tenth and final, um, one, Australia's got 8, 11, 10, and 29. And while I'm at it for shits and giggles, the in last place in, believe it or not, 78, that uh, says U-L-A-E, I don't know where that would be, but anyway, they have, one, I'm going to find out, one medal. And they're tied with uh, another country for, wow, actually, the from 70, uh, 70, Eight's got a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, a ten-way tie for seventy-eighth place in total medals. Um, one, that's that's freaking ridiculous. But you know, there's some countries that are able to compete in the Olympics, and there's some countries that can't. I guess you know maybe there's certain sports I'm not good in, sports not they're not able to compete in on a regular basis. I don't know. Like I said, I think. Sometimes I think what they should do is certain sports. I don't know if they do it, but like, 
they should just do a qualifying thing or something because you know there's some countries like for instance like ice hockey you know a couple years ago the women's canadian team destroyed like japan and china and like i think egypt that destroy these countries and i'm thinking obviously and then and like what i mean in hockey and destroys i mean scoring 30 35 points a game playing like those three teams and whatnot and that's just ridiculous that's you know, you'd think they would, you know, come in and, you know, there'd be a mercy rule or something. But obviously, you know, there's not. But uh, that is your Olympics. So USA is on top. Usually USA is because, you know, the basketball, volleyball, swimming. And then, of course, track and field, they do pretty good. Um, of course, Usain Bolt, he broke a record, I believe, in one of the runs. But uh, other than that, really, USA just dominating the Olympics. So... We go into Olympic talk to MLB as we next Friday, it should be the first game for the Cubs and everybody else. So right now we'll start with the East and save the best for us, the NL Central. So the American League East, you got the Red Sox who have clinched. They are going to the playoffs. They have won their division and they have a record of, excuse me, Sometimes I like to clarify. Yes, they have not clinched a division. They have clinched a playoff berth. While so X, so Boston has an X by it. That means they are in the playoffs. But they they had a they still the Toronto could still come back. Um, Boston's in first with 92 wins and 64 losses. Toronto is in second with 86 wins, 69 losses. Baltimore is in third with 85 wins, 71 losses. New York Yankees are in fourth, 79-76. Tampa Bay's was 65. Is in last with 65 and 90. Cleveland, who they they are two wins away, I believe, from getting into the playoffs and a couple of away from winning their division. Right now, they are 90-65 with Detroit in second, 83-72. Kansas City, 79-77. I mean, that's a shocker. Going from the last two years being in the World Series to this year, they're in third. Different injuries, losing players, this and that. That pretty much had a lot to do with it. In fourth, the Chicago White Sox, 74 and 81. And in last place, the Twins, 56 and 100. They are, as of right now, I believe the only team, though Tampa Bay could get close to it, with 100 losses. Texas, they have clinched their playoff berth and clinched their division in the AL West. They have 92 wins and 64 losses. And second is a, having a good season. I don't know if they'll get the wild card, but Seattle with 82 and 73. Houston, who a lot of people thought were going to get in the playoffs, but they, I believe, are knocked out of it pretty good. They're 82 and 74, wild card that is. And fourth, the LA Angels, 69 and 87. And in last place for, I believe, the second year in a row, Oakland Athletics, 67 and 88. Now, to the NL. We have the Nationals, who clinched their division and playoff. 91 wins, 64 losses. And second, the Mets are the Mets. They are 83 and 73. With the Marlins, 77 and 78, which something happened to them, which we'll get into next week. Because I got a lot of stuff I want to kind of shorten this into. And also get um, my co-host, um, my co-host for that episode's uh, new um, get his opinion on. So the Marlins are 77 and 78. We have Philadelphia who is 70 and 86, and we have the Atlanta Braves who are in last place 63 and 92. Which that's not shocking. I mean, the last two years they've just been the drizzling shits. In the NL West, we have the Dodgers clinching the division, clinching the playoff berth, 90 wins. 66 losses. San Francisco's in second, 82 and 74. Um, been struggling like a bitch lately. Um, not scoring any runs. They're pitching so so, but people are starting to figure it out. And as of right now, good chance they might not even get in the playoffs. I mean, who have, and there's a lot of people that thought the Giants could end up winning it this year. And third is Colorado with 73 and 83. Fourth, San Diego, 66 and 90. And then fifth, Arizona, who had weight, got weighed, um, not weight, got, um, well, they had Zach Greinke, and then I can't, ah, oh, shit. I can't think of the other guy's name, but he's a pitcher for the Braves, and they thought, 
oh, that's going to be their ace. They're going to do really good. And as you know, the Cubs, they they came in. The Cubs went to Arizona, started the season, uh, the second series, and the Diamondbacks went 1-5. and five. And then they kept losing and losing and losing, and they just have been not doing well. I mean, Zach Grinke's been getting his ass kicked. Um, Miller, I believe the guy, one pitcher's name, he's been getting his ass kicked. Just nothing going right for the Diamondbacks. Now, the NL Central. With the best record in baseball, that mean and we have the Cubs, 99 and 56, who they had the they clinched the best ever record in Wrigley home record with 57 wins. No one's ever won 57 at home. And also, I mean, they're one win away, and they can do it anytime this week from getting a hundred. But it's been a long time since the Cubs have not necessarily kissed a hundred, but gotten to a hundred wins. St. Louis is in second, 81 and 74. They've been struggling as of late. Pitch the Pirates, who the Cubs will be coming in and playing, 77 and 78. Brewers in fourth, 70 and 86. And the Reds, who most of this season the Cubs just fucking destroyed, 65 and 90. And the Cubs, I believe they have a record of their home record 57 24, and the road record is 42 and 32. But what I think is funny is in second place is the Cardinals, and they have a better road record than they do at home. Um, I believe this season they started off 0-9 or 0-7 at home, I think. Um, the Cubs and the Pirates were kicking their ass while everybody else just they played really well. Um, at one point it was the Cubs in first, the Pirates in second from a good chunk of the season, and then out of nowhere... Pirates have been playing 500 ball. Cardinals somewhat got on a hot streak, but not really. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, how in the hell you're supposed to? You want to have, you know, you're putting in your head that you want to have home field advantage, but you're not even, you don't even have a good home record. So, like I said, it's, it's really freaking nuts. But anyway. What are you going to do? I mean, that's how funny how baseball is. But as of right now, the Cubs, Dodgers, and the Nationals will be representing the NL in the playoffs. While, as of right now, I believe nobody, except for Texas and Boston, will be in the AL. Which pretty much is Cleveland. They're two wins away from clinching. And also, you got to figure out who their wild card is. And actually, let me do this. Because I believe we will... See if we can get into the playoffs. As of right now, we have it'd probably be Cleveland meeting Boston in the first round. With the winner, as of right now, the wild card game would be the Orioles and the Blue Jays meeting the winner. We uh, excuse me, meeting the Rangers. While in the NL, as of right now, it will be the Dodgers meeting the Nationals with the Cubs meeting the winner. A wild card game, which this is right now, things can change. It is projected to be the Mets and the Giants. Um, next time, like I said, we'll get into our predictions of what could happen in the playoffs. I believe, I strongly believe, that the Cubs could take it all the way. Um, in the NL, I don't think there's much of a challenge. It's the American League. I mean, Cleveland... It could be hot to trot, but let's not count out Texas, though, too, because Texas has been playing very well. Whereas in the National League, I'm not really scared. Um, I think the Giants are really falling on their ass. The Mets aren't as good as they were last year. The Nationals have Dusty Baker as their manager, and the Dodgers Dodgers have been known to, yeah, they'll do good in the first round, but they'll freaking choke in the second round. Not only that, but they just choke in the playoffs. Clayton Kershaw is not at his best. They have offensive players that don't do as good as they would in the regular season. The NL, I'm not scared of. It's the American League. I mean, Boston can get dangerous. Cleveland can get dangerous. Texas and whoever wins a wild card, whether it's the Orioles or the Blue Jays. But um, So I think the Cubs will go all the way. It's a matter of who they play and whatnot. But that's my prediction. I'll get into it more, though, next time. So we go from the Olympics to baseball to... Somewhat football, before we get back into we'll get into fighting and then we'll get into the NFL. We have this season's Big Ten season for college. We're not going to do all of college because that's a lot of conferences. But 
locally around here. The Big Ten is the big thing. So in first place of the East standings for the Big Ten, we have Michigan, who is 4-0. We have Maryland in second with 3-0. Tied for second is Ohio State. They're 3-0. Indiana's in fourth, 2-1. Michigan State's in fifth, 2-1. Penn State's in sixth, 2-2. And Rutgers is in seventh. Um, or you could say sixth. They're 2-2. Two two. In the West, we have Nebraska, the powerhouse, being tied with Wisconsin. They are 4-0, both of them, Nebraska and Wisconsin. Iowa, 3-1. Minnesota is 3-0. Purdue is 2-1. Illinois is 1-2. And, and Northwestern, who has actually been kind of playing like shit as of late. Um, so far, all three games, they've been nothing to brag about. They let up, I believe it was a Central Michigan team, or no, it was either Central or Western Michigan team. Come out, come back, and beat them when they sh that shouldn't even happened. And as of right now, Michigan, on top of I, Nebraska's been doing well, but so is Michigan. Michigan's been skin ass taking names. Um, people think it's gonna be. People see that whoever represents the Big Ten, ESPN believes it'll be either Michigan or Ohio State, and I firmly believe it'll be Michigan. Not because I like Michigan, but I believe on paper and on the field. Michigan's got a better coach than Ohio State does, even though Urban Meyer's a really good coach. And I think the players are really good. So I think it'll be Michigan representing the Big Ten. And, you know, Illinois, they have former Bear coach um, Lovey Smith coaching them. And so far they're one and two. I don't know if he's how much of an impact he's made so far. Um, I hope good things for him because it is Illinois, but at the same time, I'm a Michigan fan. Fuck them. So, Michigan, like I said, they've been kicking ass. They, so far, they've scored 63, 51, 45, and 49 points given up. Their le the most points they gave up was 28, and the least amount of points they've given up is 3 points. So, yeah, pretty good. While Nebraska, the most points they've scored is 52, and the least amount of points they gave up was 10. And actually, Mich Nebraska played some better teams in Michigan, playing Fresno State, Wyoming, and Oregon, while Michigan played Hawaii, Central Florida, and Colorado. But uh, And Ohio State, they played Bowling Green, Tulsa, and Oklahoma. Most points they scored was 77. Second amount of the most points given up was 24. Least amount was 3. But... Uh, now we're going actually past this pretty quick. Like I said, I'm gonna save the best for next week. We'll um, pretty much get into get into because um, I got a lot of opinion opinions. I want to have a co-host, have a big long ass discussion um, with with um, co-host. So I'm actually we're gonna somewhat take a break, but. Not really, and like I said, we'll get into um, boxing, UFC, and then we're gonna get have a big discussion on foot on the NFL season. So, and I guess I'll tell, talk more about next week's episode. So we'll be back in a few. Listen to our sponsors, pay attention to them, listen to their podcasts, do whatever they say as long as they don't say uh, take your clothes off. What's up, everybody? It's the Impact Player, Mr. Phil Ray, inviting all of you to join myself and my co-host, Kid Human, as we are from the current to the way back, the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast, live every Friday at 9 p.m. on RantEmRadio.com, part of the Shining Wizards Network. You can go get our stuff at TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Audioboom, GeekLifeRadio.com, and search Turnbuckle Throwbacks on the TuneIn app. G'day, it's Josh Armour from Wrestle Radio Australia. Join us every week on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio and FNX.network for interviews with great Aussie pro wrestlers like Triple A's Australian Suicide. I'm just really happy doing what I'm doing at the moment. Adam Brooks. Becoming the RCW champion, that, that really meant a lot. And great names from the States. Hey, this is the king of the mountain, Jeff Jarrett. Plus, more than 20 interviews on our YouTube channel. This is Brian Alvarez. This is Scrap Daddy himself, Scrap Brian Adam Pierce. A proud member of the FNX Network. It's Wrestle Radio Australia.
Hello, I'm Glenn Schneider, the host of Talking About, which you can hear right here on GeeksOfTheIndustry.com. I guess this isn't a cheap pop kind of crowd. Well, back to work. Like what you're hearing? Be sure to give us a donation at Patreon.com slash Network. We'll be sure to give you a shout out as soon as we receive the donation. That's Patreon.com slash Network. Once again, patreon.com slash shellshock network. That's patreon.com slash shellshock network. Thank you very much for the support. second half of Throat Punch Sports. Of course, as you know, my name is Don Smith in studio with us. No one that no one cares about, no, I'm joking. My girlfriend, Danny, though she keeps acting a certain way, she'll be booted off the podcast. That's right. Don't, don't be all sweet with me. Don't give me that look. <laughs> she, this is a great girlfriend. She's flipping me off. Isn't that nice? Anyway, anywho, so UFC... Two oh three happened, and I gotta tell you, and I gotta tell you, something shocking happened. But uh, we'll get into that when we get to that fight, which will be the third fight in. So the first fight of the main card, we had Jessica Andrade defeating Joanna Calderwood in twenty three seconds with a submission. Uh, she pretty much the Jessica Andrade destroyed. Calderwood, 44 total strikes, hitting 58 of them, or 44 out of 58, having 20 significant strikes, she was 70% on that, two takedowns, which that's all she needed, and one submission attempt, which that got the win. Our second fight, we had Faber versus Rivera, Erhan Faber versus Jimmy Rivera. Jimmy Rivera wins by decision. Winning at 30, uh, by unanimous, 30-27, 30-27, 30-27. Had 55 total strikes, 54 of which were very significant. No knockdown takedowns, and no submissions. While Faber tried for four, got diddly jack shit. Like you said, Rivera doing enough to get the victory. And our third fight, former WWE fighter CM Punk, a.k.a. Phil Brooks. Versus Mickey Gall. Ah, so sorry. Mickey Gall. Lucky man, lucky charms. And Punk tapped out. One minute left in the second round. Or excuse me, first round. Um, he had no knockdowns. He only had six strikes. None of which were significant. And no takedowns. And no submission attempts. Well, Gall had 26 strikes. 20 of which were significant, one takedown, apparently that's all he needed, and two submission attempts. And yeah, Punk got embarrassed, no, little to no offense, um, but Punk said that he, this is not his last UFC fight, that he'll be back for more, and he enjoyed it. I, I bet you enjoyed getting your ass whipped, you little bitch. And uh, while Data White came out and said, well, maybe next time, Punk, you want to have a uh, MMA fight where the decision's already predicted. Now, if, whether Punk does come back to UFC, I I don't know. You know, there's always Bellator. They, you know, they have Bobby Lashley, and I know they were trying to get Kurt Angle. So there's something he can do. But uh, Punk, he kind of made himself look like a bitch and embarrassed himself. I mean, he had nine simulated fights, which he lost in a row. Now, of course, they said that I guess they scheduled so many of them again, and he won five of them this time, but that's not good. Um... You know, a lot of hype for Punk. I actually thought he might do good, and I knew his opponent was no bum, but, and he showed it, obviously, by getting the victory. So, yeah, so we'll be interested to see if CM Punk um, comes back for his second fight. Fabrico Weirdrum versus Travis Brown. It was a unanimous decision. 
it went like I said all three rounds. Um, and actually, it's not shocking when um, Weirdrum pretty much dominated most of this match. Um, well, he dominated for about a minute 21, while the only one, Travis Brown, he was in it for about eight seconds. I guess it was a pretty even fight. Weirdrum got one knockdown. He had 107 strikes out of 186. He had um, 84, uh, 84 of which were significant. No takedowns, though he tried for three, and he had one submission attempt. While the loser, Travis Brown, had 38 total strikes, 37 of which were significant. Um, no takedowns and no submission attempts. And finally, for I believe the UFC Heavyweight Championship, Steep Stipe Mohick versus Alistair Overeem. It was a knockout T TKO. 33 seconds in, 34 strikes Mokik had, Mokik had, 34 of which were significant, so all his strikes were significant. One takedown, no submission attempts. Overeem, I guess, tried for a submission. Didn't, obviously didn't do him deadly jack shit. Uh, he had nine strikes, nine of which were significant, and he did get one take or knockdown, but didn't mean a damn thing. I guess I had a fast start, but in the end, Overeem loses. So that was your UFC 2 Oh, three. Now I this past weekend got to catch got to catch some got to catch a fight. We had a welterweight ten round fight: Justin Deloich Deloich versus Dominic Dalton. Um, both guys were pretty much as kind of wasn't really a for anything. A Deloich starting in only losing. Came in, he came into this fight losing one fight, while Dalton had like several losses. I believe, pretty much, I guess he's been an all-round uh, veteran. And anyway, so first round, I scored this 10-9 for Deloitte. Or yeah, Deloitte. Or yeah, I believe that's how it's pronounced. Um, he had a nice right jab. Did pretty much, pretty much, he dominated most of the round. While Dalton in the second round. Um, last 10 seconds, or last 50, I should say, he showed up, and he actually, because of that, he tied it. I scored second round 10-10. Third round, it was too close to call, so I gave it another 10-10. Fourth round, Dalton had some nice right hooks. I gave that round 10-9 to Dalton. Uh, fifth round, Deloitte got another round. Um, he rocked Dalton at least twice. Sixth round was 10-10. It was too slow, too close to call. Seventh round, it was slow with Dalton kind of toying with Deloitte, and, but not enough to where I, it made a big deal, so I gave it a... So I pretty much just gave it 10-10. Eighth round, I gave it to Dalton. Dalton was really fighting back. I mean, at first, the round started where it looked like Deloitte was going to win it, but the last minute and a half, he came back. Round 9, very smooth round for Dalton. Gave it 10-9. And in the final round, it was too close to call. 10-10, it was a slugfest. I mean, they just they really both wanted in there. So I scored this bout 97-96 to Dominic Dalton. However, judges gave this bout to Justin Deloitte. He's 16-1. And it was... They had to score it like it was a blowout. Like, it was a unanimous decision. And in my opinion... This is my feeling. Deloitte fought well the first three rounds, and I had him winning the first round, 10-9. The second round was tie. Third round was a tie, but I will admit he did fight it very well. But he did not win every round of this fight. As a matter of fact, there were a, quite a few, like you said, that were too close to call. And this, I think, sometimes hurts boxing is when three people, you get six people, three of which will probably watch saw the fight one way, while the other three people saw it a different way. Or, in another case, five people maybe saw it one way, and one person saw it a different way, but I honestly thought it was a close. I had 98-97 for, for Dominic Dalton. This Deloitte, he's a good fighter, but apparently a lot of his fights, I guess what he does is the first three rounds, he busts his ass, and then afterwards he just kind of toy, he half-asses it. That ain't going to go well. Um, Justin Deloitte, if he wants to win a championship, uh... 
you, you got to treat every round like it's, you know, like it's the last round. And like I said, I, I did not think he whipped ass. I Like I said, I had about the first three rounds. I guess you could, I could sort of see why they gave it to, to him. But every round after that, I thought either Dalton won or Dalton tied. So, I mean, that's just, that's my opinion. It was 98-97. Like I said, there's a reason why. You could say there's a reason why I'm a judge, and you know, I'm not a judge, and they are. But at the same time, sometimes that they'll show these judges in boxing, and they look like the last, the first fight they ever they ever judge was Abraham Lincoln versus uh, Robert E. Lee. I mean, that's how fucking old they are. But you know, who am I to say? I mean, it's not like people think boxing's a joke or anything, or that's a piece of shit anymore. I mean, you know, who am I? Who 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 am I to say to judge? boxing. I mean, really, who, who am I? I'm just a schmuck with a podcast. So, path to the Super Bowl. The NFL season is upon us, and we've had at least three weeks go by, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you my predictions and also the scores and tell you what I expect from this year's NFL season. So my predictions were done before this, so it's not like I'm, I'm adding on to them. So, I have, in the AFC East, I have the New England Patriots going to the playoffs. I, I go into the playoffs because I still think, though, I, I have, even though they're losing, I think, Tom Brady for four games, I still think with that offense, I still think they're going to do well. Um, at the most, I think they'll go... If not eleven and five, maybe ten and six. But it all depends on how. Like I know Garoppolo did play well, and I know he got hurt. And then their second, their third string, I guess he did pretty good in their win. But I had the Patriots winning the division with second. I think I have the New York. Well, I shouldn't say think. Um, I have the New York Jets, but the as predict. I think they'll either they'll. I think the Patriots will win. The division with one win, so it could either be New England with 11 wins with the, and Jets with 10, or the or the Patriots with 10 and the Jets with either nine or eight. And third, I have the Miami Dolphins, who I think they're going to improve. And then fourth, I have the Buffalo Bills, who I think are just going to start falling. And there's rumor is the rumor now is that apparently I guess the Bills are talking to former New York Giant coach Tom Coughlin in the AFC North. I believe I have the Bengals dominating the division. I think they'll go 13 and 3. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers in second, the Baltimore Ravens in third, and I think Cleveland. I I would be Cleveland. I think they're going to have another shitty season. There's just nothing going for them. I just nothing. AFC South. I have the Indianapolis Colts winning it. Within second. The Houston Texans, uh, third, the the Jacksonville Jaguars, who will make some improvements, which they damn near did beat the Packers, and in fourth, the Tennessee Titans, because I don't, I still think they're out of uh, the loop. And in the AFC West, even with a, without Peyton Manning, I still think the Broncos will do very good, but I think the Broncos will win the division on one of the last days, because I still think Kansas City. I think Kansas City is going to really go all out. While the Oakland Raiders, who, by the way, if it, it sounds like they could end up staying in Oakland. That's what the recent news is. I guess a group of people have started to raise money, and they have enough money to buy Oakland, the Raiders, their own stadium and to keep them in Oakland. Of course, this is a matter of if o of Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, listens to them. But as of right now, they, there's the possibility of them going to Vegas, but at the same time, we could end up seeing them stay in Oakland. It's really, it's a mess, but who knows? Uh, and enforce the San Diego Chargers because they're the shits. NFC East, I actually have, because I do think I have the Dallas Cowboys winning it with the new look with the Giants in second, Redskins in third, because the Redskins, I don't know if they know who the hell they are. And finally, last place, the Eagles. I have the Packers winning the NFC North. 
We have the Vikings in second, Lions in third, and third, and the Bear or actually the Bears in third with an eight and eight record. I I think the Bears are not doing good, but I think they will get their head out of their ass at some point, hopefully. And the Lions in fourth because there's still some question marks about the Lions. I, AFC NFC South. I still have Carolina winning division, fifteen and one. I think they will do it again, if not at the most fourteen and two. Um, Atlanta Falcons in f- second, New Orleans in third, Tampa Bay in fourth, and in the NFC West I have a, the Seattle winning the division with with the Seahawks or excuse me with the Cardinals in second, Rams in fourth, and the Ram excuse me 49ers in third, and the Rams in fourth. Now let's see how much of these predictions actually go anywhere. First week of NFL play, we had the Broncos coming out of nowhere, winning 21 to 20. Um, quarterback for the Broncos, Northwestern grad, and he looked really good. Carolina, there was a couple of fuck ups they made, penalty wise, this and that. Both teams had their fuck ups, but in the end, there was a missed field goal by um, Graham Gano, and the Broncos went 21 20. Then we had the Packers just barely beat the Jaguars. It was a last-minute drive, 27-23. We have the Chargers winning 27 or losing 33-27. They lost to the Chiefs. The Raiders coming out of nowhere, winning 35-34. Bengals, I mean, they were down at one point. They were down 14-10. And then it was 21-10, then it was 21-13, and then they had a 22-point fourth quarter. They came back, beat the Saints, like I said, 35-34. Bengals uh, pulling an upset, beating the Jets. Well, not an upset. Because at the time, it was somewhat of an upset because it looked like the Jets could come back and win it. 23-22, Bengals beat Jets. With the Eagles destroy the Browns, 29-10. Vikings just hold on to beat. Titans, 25-26. For those who don't know, they have Sam Bradford now as a quarterback as Trevor Bridgewater hurt his knee and is done for the season. And I believe Adrian Peterson now is done for the season. Houston Texans beat the Bears 23-14. It was a close game. Bears look, started off looking great, but in the end, Texans just were able to dominate the second and third quarter. We had the Ravens beat the Bills 13-7. Very close game. Buccaneers come out of nowhere, upsetting the Falcons, 31-24. It was a 14-point second and 14-point third quarter that got in the win. And in a last-second drive, we had the Seattle Seahawks beat the Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins, 12-10. We had the Giants uh, with one minute uh, by one point, excuse me, beating the Cowboys, 2019. Um, the Lions beating the Colts. 39-35, the Colts, Dan there came back and won. And a last-minute drive, we had the Patriots beat the Cardinals 23-21. We had the Steelers beat the Redskins 38-16. And we had the 49ers destroy the Rams 28-zip. Week 2, we had... We had the Jets beat the Bills 37-31. The 49ers lose the, the Panthers 46-27. The computer's being weird. Cowboys holding on, beating the Redskins 27-23. Steelers holding on, uh, coming back last-minute drive 24-16. Giants by three, winning... 16-13 over the Saints. Was a, I believe it was the last... Um, the Saints missed a last-minute field goal. Dolphins losing to the Patriots, 31-24. Texans holding on, winning 19-12. Titans coming out of nowhere, beating the Lions, 16-15. Ravens beating the Browns, 25-20. Rams beating the Seahawks, 9-3. And Cardinals beating Buccaneers, 40-7. With the Chargers beating the Jaguars 38-14. Falcons beating the Raiders 35-28. Who the Raiders almost had two weeks in a row. A comeback. 
the Broncos just destroying destroying the Colts 34-20. We had the Vikings beating the Packers 17-14. And we had the Bears who just looked like shit Monday, Monday night. Uh, just played, had their head up their ass. Uh, they looked good. They had a uh, 7 nothing lead. And then they just let the Eagles come back. And they came back and won 29-14. So that's your week two stats into week three. We have we had the Patriots destroy Texans 27-20. We have the Bills beating the Cardinals 33-18. The Raiders holding on last um holding on with their defense 17-10. Redskins winning by two in the fourth 29-27. Browns losing to the Dolphins 30-24. Ravens beating Jaguars 19-17. Packers holding on, beating the Lions 34-27. That was a very close game. It was a blowout, actually, for the most part. Then towards the end, Lions tried making a comeback out of it. Broncos hold on. They beat the Bengals 29-17. Vikings destroyed the Panthers 22-10. Um, bad, a really good game for the Vikings defense. Rams beat the Buccaneers 37-32. Seahawks, they destroyed the 49ers 37-18. Chiefs held on 24-3. It was a close game for a little bit, and then, like I said, Chiefs just turned it up. 26-22, Colts beat the Chargers. And finally, we had the Eagles destroying the Steelers 34-3, and the Cowboys beating the Bears 31-17. Now, looking at the standings as of right now, to tell you... Um, what are accurate and whatnot? We have in first of the AFC East, we have the Patriots, who are as of right now three and O. Three and O. Um, like I said, they 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 should get Brady, I believe, in week five. Um, as you know, they lost Jimmy Garoppolo. And now they have their third string quarterback. But their offense is still looking good. We have the Jets in second, one and two. Dolphins in third, one and two. And the Buffalo Bills, one and two. So it's a tie for second place. AFC North, we have the Ravens coming out of nowhere, winning uh, three, the 3-0. Three the Steelers are 2-1. and one. Bengals having some tough games. They're 1-2. and two, And the Browns, what a shocker, 0-3. Oh we have the Houston Texans. They're 2-1. and one. Titans are 1-2. and two. Colts are 1-2. and two. What a shocker. Jacksonville Jaguars are 0-3. Broncos are 3-0 with the Chiefs 2-1. The Raiders 2-1. That's a shocker. Not a shocker. San Diego Chiefs are, or San Diego Chargers are 1-2 in the West. In the NFC East, we have the Eagles 3-0. The Giants 2-1. The Cowboys 2-1. So they can still come back and top that division. And the Redskins 1-2. We have the Vikings 3-0. Green Bay Packers 2-1. They lost a tough game to the Vikings, like I said, 17-14. I believe it was in week two. Um, Lions are 1-2, and, and the Bears are 0-3. The Bears, I still think they'll be 0-3, but as of right now, they're playing like shit. Um, they'll be 8-8, I should say, but they're playing like shit. The Falcons are on top somehow of the NFC South. They're 1-1. One one. Tampa Bay... They played tonight. That's probably why. Tampa Bay is 1-2 in second. Panthers are 1-2 in third. And the Saints are 0-2 and they're in last place. The LA Rams are 2-1. I hope I didn't say St. Louis, by the way. The LA Rams are 2-1. The Seattle Seahawks are 2-1. The 49ers are 1-2. And, and the Arizona Cardinals are 1-2. So that is your West, NFC West. You said Bears are NFC North. Eagles, NFC East. Falcons, NFC South. And then, of course, to let you know, we did, because it's being goofy, we had the we did the AFC West, NFC, AFC South, AFC North, and so on and so forth. So, like I said, as of right now, and then I think going on to the season, I still think the Panthers, well, I was thinking that the Panthers could end up playing in the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl, but as of right now, no nobody in this whole league so far 
has looked dominant. Even the teams that are 3-0 and look like they could easily be 0-3. Um, you've had a lot of close games. You've had teams that are right now with winning records that shouldn't have winning records. Um, I mean, this is a flip-flop kind of weird division, a weird season that could happen. I mean, you have a Cowboy team who probably would have sucked with Tony Romo. They get their second string. Uh, Dak Prescott, I believe the guy's name is. And he's just doing good. You have a Viking team who was supposed to do good anyway with Trevor Bridgewater. Trevor Bridgewater gets hurt. Teddy Bridgewater gets hurt. And they bring in Sam Bradford, and they haven't missed a beat. And then you have a Bear team who was supposed to come do really good this season, uh, improve, and they're 0-3. So this is a weird kind of a season. Like I said, we, we're still early on. We're week four and whatnot and being next week. Um I said, as of right now, I still think though I have I think the Panthers will repeat. They'll get into the Super Bowl, and I think they will win. As to who they play, well, I mean they can end up playing the as of right now they could end up either playing the Broncos, the Ravens, or the Patriots because those are the top teams. Houston, Texas is two and one, but they've kind of they haven't uh, they've given up more points than they have scored. Believe it or not, um, two and one. They're so they have forty two points scored and they have 53 allowed but like I said as of right now it's too weird to call too early to call on paper I'd say the Panthers but no one's been really perfect as of right now but uh, yeah that is it for our episode and whatnot like I said next week I'm going to have James in the studio as we review the MLB season as it comes winding down we will know more about the playoffs. Uh, we'll also get into more of the MLB stories. It'll be pretty much be a very uh, MLB-like topic show. We'll also have news on the NBA um, with a player uh, failing a physical, and we will also have more on the new NFL season and week five or week six, I believe, of the Big Ten season. So. That being said, for Throat Punch Sports, I'm Don Smith. Uh, Shoutouts, we have the New Gen Project Podcast, Butts and Seats Podcast, and OSW Review. And you can get this fine show and other shows on SoundCloud.com slash ShellPod hyphen network. No. No? Well, You'll, you know how to get us. If, if you don't, I don't know how the hell you're listening to this episode. I don't know if you got some transistor radios or something. You know, you got trucker talk, trucker lingo. I don't know how the hell you're listening to us. But those who have listened to us more, you know what to do. I'm horrible at this. I got to stop before I, I, I make someone jump off a building. Okay, I'm Don Smith. I'm done. Bye. <laughs>